Red Wine for Red Meat by Paul Spencer Miss Selina Temple, ma'am. <sighs> Lady Elizabeth. Oh, please forgive my neglect. I, I'm such a selfish little girl. What an unexpected delight. Good evening, madam. Oh, my apologies. I failed to realise you had a guest. Edgar, this is Miss Selina Temple, governess of Burton Hall. Selina, Mr Edgar Lockwood, historian. Rather dashing, aren't you, Mr Lockwood? I imagined all historians to be stuffy college professors clad in tweed. Not in the least. I'm often to be found roughing it in the wild. Although I will admit to an occasional craving for a good tweed suit. Yes, I, I couldn't help but notice the broadness of your shoulders. I am not long returned from the dig on Silbury Hill. It is with regret I missed your grand dinner this evening. You were fortunate to have avoided Miss Temple's behaviour. Do not be harsh with me. My companion could barely control himself. Nimrod, I squealed. Oh, Nimrod, do be gentle. I swear, Lady Elizabeth, your scullery maids giggle like hyenas. Your dalliances were as subtle as a roast pheasant in the face. I will miss Nimrod's youthful verve. The positions we bent ourselves into would shame the Parisian acrobats. Good heavens, I'm sharing a room with a drunken Emily Bronte. Uh, something troubling you, Edgar? You're quite pale. I'll wager Mr Lockwood has a fear of sharp tongues. Not at all. We are entering an enlightened age. I champion such freedom of expression. He squeaks like a little mouse. Eep, eep. Uh, do you sing, Miss Temple? There is a little baby grand in the corner. I would be honoured... Elizabeth, call on the staff to deliver me a bottle from your private collection. The fish course left me with such a thirst. I don't think I've ever tasted such a salty ten-pound turbot. My private collection is not for your lips. Like you, I adore a glass of red from time to time. I do have a fancy for afternoon tea. Nice and stiff, mind you, with a few salted nuts and peppermint bonbons. Everything here is ceremony and ritual. How I tire of living in a world of rules. That much is clear. Do not misunderstand me. You orchestrate these evenings with such exacting care... I must say the Jerusalem artichoke was a delight. I'm astonished you recognised it. Boiled and served in white sauce with parsley. And I admired the way you arranged the vines. Do you? I'm blessed indeed. But you failed to identify the wreaths. Just as described in the Gardener's Magazine of 1864. And the wine so adored by your ridiculous Nimrod? Chateau Lafitte, a rare vintage. Which was gifted to me from the only vineyard in the Rhone the Valley... The only vineyard in the Rhone Valley to have escaped the blight. A fine dinner is nothing without its guests. I must say the ruby brooch worn by Madame Beatrice looked magnificent. 240 years old, stolen from a Spanish square rigger off the Atlantic coast. 
The captain's name was Alonso, who had a fondness for chamber music and silk undergarments. I admire such feats of memory. You matched the Lady Elizabeth beat for beat. It is not the only thing you admire about me, you ogling fool. Why are you even here? What is your purpose? Miss Temple, please. Where is your delicacy? If you must know, I sought Edgar's help in obtaining an item of rare antiquity. Is that so? Mr Lockwood, allow me to elucidate. I must savour these luxuries. They are offered so sparingly. Not all are as fortunate as the beloved, the respected Lady Elizabeth. It is as well you remember that. This house, these lands, are as much a part of me as my hands and eyes. I command devotion. To the townspeople, I am a kind of divinity. Do you really imagine the guests were here for you? What the devil do you mean? You terrify them. Your townspeople scurry like frightened children at your feet. No one must put a heel out of place. After you lambasted Dr Alcock for failing to use his napkin, he was to be found sobbing in the hallway. Your parties have endured for so long that everything else is a joyless design. Selina, you writhe against the rules like a woman in chains. Where I am measured, you are reckless. Where I am gracious, you are crass. My lady, I can see that you and Miss Temple deserve some privacy. Perhaps I shall take my leave of you. You are not to leave this room, Edgar. I have need of you tonight. Then I stand eager to assist. <laughs> this esteemed woman will be the end of you, Lockwood. Nonsense. She is a perfectly innocent creature who shares my love for ancient artefacts. Curse you, Selina. You have all the gratitude of a hog who has received a gilded invitation to the slaughterhouse for some light supper and brandy. Civility, ladies. You are rare birds, women of stature, raising the class of your weaker sex. Weaker, you say? I'll go back to your history books and choke on their dust before I show you what strength truly means. Madam, your manner would inflame the temper of a saint. Ooh, I do hope so. Let us speak plainly. You deserve none of your trinkets, Elizabeth. Hmm. It seems I finally understand your intentions this evening. You wish to confront me. A reckoning. This grand house, the river, the stables. You are a great fat spider at the centre of your web. And you... This ridiculous obsession with white dresses and blonde tresses, devouring anyone you find faintly attractive. For long years you have kept me in the shadows, filled me with false hope that I would succeed you. You are nothing more than a great weight of stone on my back. I see the wine has liberated long-held opinions. Long-held? That is the correct phrase. You don't look your age, I grant you. You have a certain tired elegance, but when the glance lingers long, they see your gossamer skin stretched tight around your face. Black stones for eyes. You are made of dust. You evaporate on the air. And sometimes I wish you would. Uh, how late it seems. I really must be going. It has been wonderful to My meet you. My beautiful Selina, I sense your impotent rage. You wish to imitate me, but you have all the grace of a hog caked in its own defecation. Even your dolt of a husband, your beloved Charles, despises you. Such passion he expressed for me. There was hunger in his eyes. I 
taunted him for weeks. Dear Lord. Charles, you and he, you powdered harlot. (sighs) What a waste of fine blood. Blood? Lockwood, whatever does she mean? Her face. What in God's name is happening to her? She may be having a seizure. We must call upon a physician. Angels defend us. The Lady Elizabeth. She is a creature of the night. An agent of Satan. Edgar, protect me, I beg you. I cannot. My spirit fails me. Selina is right, Edgar. You really are a fool. One who has almost served his purpose. No. Enough. I am being tested. I am a Lockwood. My father fought in the Crimean War. His spirit still flickers in this man of academia. Oh, my dashing saviour. Your belated bravery stokes my desire. Like a hot iron poker. Miss Temple, take my hand. We are leaving this place at once. Elizabeth is ill. Locked. Dash it. Oh, look at her. She is a horror of the First Order. Worry not. I am a Christian. The immutable power of the Lord fills my veins. (laughs) Come now, Edgar. When you took me in the choir stalls, it was hardly an act of gracious devotion. Foul demon, let us pass. This is blasphemy. The work of the devil himself in the guise of a mere woman. Mere woman, you say? Hmm. Poor Edgar. A fatal mistake. Mistake? Meaning what? Your death would have been ecstasy at my hands. Now you are awful for this rabid dog. Miss Temple, you seem a little upset. Please accept my sincerest apologies. Simple-minded fool. This mere woman was to win your heart before feasting on you. That is the only purpose you serve here. You are nothing more than a marionette, a plaything. I see now the truth of the matter. You are in collusion, both of you. Back, you black-hearted tetrises, I command you! <laughs> you command no one! <laughs> my love, my dearest Selina, let's not quarrel. Elizabeth? You burn like fire. Once again you stir my passions. I am no longer one of the kitchen slaves you had a craving for. I still desire you. Remember those lovesick buffoons? We used to devour them together. We could do so again. Mm, Indeed. 
And do your servants ever tire of keeping your secrets, scrubbing the blood from the walls of your bedchamber? You describe your own origins. I still remember your mortal life, swilling the floors, polishing the silver, broken and tired. You begged me to sire you, to save you. You were the one I valued. But you squandered my gifts. You deserve nothing. You're still no more than a serving girl. Always have been, always will be. You will not be so self-satisfied when I tear out your eyes and wall up your pathetic, sightless form in the cellars. Look at you. The arrogance of youth. Arrested and eternal. I have something you lack. While you were born into privilege, I spent years in servitude. Righteous rage boils my blood, lends me strength. I will tear you open. (gasps) I have seen greater dueling ability from Mildred the cart horse. Then let the flames of the hearth correct your view. You old dolly mop, how easily your tired bones crumble. Your time is over. defeat me. Do not be so sure. I have the means. (laughs) The wooden stakes in the sacristy. I'm afraid I burned them in the garden under the solstice moon. You thieving cur. No, far more than a thief. I am in the ascendant. I am death. I will burn your portraits and erase your memory from the earth. All right. It is hopeless. I must yield. Forgive me, Selina. Mercy. Mercy? As you showed me mercy, shackling me to the kitchens for all those years? Never. Then take these. They're yours, my most precious treasures. Take them. Yes, yes. Give them to me. All of them. And this is just the beginning. I feel energy coursing through me. I am vital. You are decay. I will take everything from you, my lady, and I deserve every last scrap. Perhaps you also wish to take this. <gasps> what, what? What is that? It is the ruby brooch worn by Madame Beatrice, crafted in the shape of a crucifix, a fact you entirely missed distracted as you were. My gloves protect me from its curse. That won't kill me. Our kind must be impaled. True, but now you are sufficiently weakened. I have something of a confession to make. I have been challenged before. You're not the first serving girl to learn that pride always comes before a fall. A moment, please. A sword? Yes, Adgar had his uses. 
You asked why I had invited him. He brought me this gift from Silbury Hill, an object of rare antiquity for the long gallery. Beautiful, isn't it? A broadsword, 12th century. Once the property of William of Nuba, legendary vampire hunter. Even you must find the irony amusing. No! All you have was to be mine! You have worn out your welcome, serving girl. You are no longer fit to scrub the floors of my house. Mistress, uh, spare me. Uh, I can be useful. That time has passed. Clearly, you have lost your head. Let me make that permanent. <laughs> so sorry to cut you off, my dear. I feel like I'm standing in an abattoir. Lockwood, you live. Help me. Death is a whisper away. How could she do this to me, Edgar? I'll have to have this entire room recarpeted. Save me, please. With your unholy bite. You wish me to sire you, a man of God. I pledge myself to evil. Save me! I'm sorry, but I could not bear to see a creature of the night wearing tweed. <laughs> Goodbye, Mr. Lockwood. <sighs> Oh, you have stirred my appetite, Selina. One of the servants will suffice. Perhaps two. This will be a long night to savour. In Red Wine for Red Meat by Paul Spencer, you heard Cliff Chapman as Edgar Lockwood and the Servant, Nikki Wichelow as the Governess Selina, and Fiona Thrale as Lady Elizabeth. Themes composed by Tom Rory Parsons. Tom R. Parsons.crossroadstations.com forward slash blog. Direction and sound design by Neil Jones. This has been a Pigeonhole Audio Production.